Hi, everyone, and welcome. This is Seeking Sustainability Live. I'm JJ Walsh here in Hiroshima, Japan, your host for this series. And today I am talking with you, Kato. Thank you so much for joining you. Thank you so much for having me, Joy. It's wonderful to have you here. And you, Kato, is the CEO of Harch Company. And Harch Company is kind of an umbrella company managing many different social media and media content creation businesses. You're doing so much. I'm so excited to talk to you and about all of this amazing content focused on sustainability in Japan. It's amazing what you're doing. How do you have so much time? <laughs> Yeah, thank you so much for the introduction. <laughs> yeah. So let's let's start with a little bit about you. Like, when did you get inspired to do something like this, to become an entrepreneur focused on circular economy, focused on sustainability? Can you tell us a little bit about you? Yeah, thank you for the question. Um, yeah, hello everyone. <laughs> My name is Yukato. <laughs> And uh, when it comes to the sustainability, I think um, actually since I was a child, uh, I have been interested in the topic of like environmental protection. And it's uh, mainly because of the teacher uh, I had uh, when I was uh, elementary school. And I had a really a good teacher and uh, he, he, uh, he was really loving nature so while teaching uh, children he was also a diver so he really loved the ocean and he often like took us children uh, to outside of the classroom and gave uh, us the opportunities to like play in nature such as like exploring in the forest or so sometimes we went to the river to uh, go fishing and uh, we also had a chance to create a biotope. Do you know biotope is like a artificial environment uh, so that uh, we can bring back the nature's ecosystem like insects or birds or to urban areas. So, and also we had a bird watching club <laughs> in our school. So I still remember a lot of names of birds uh, such as Mejiro, Shijukara, Hyodori, Mukdori, and so on. <laughs> so those kind of experiences really brought me to this field of sustainability, I guess. And also, um, when I uh, became our university student, so I was really into the fashion at the time, <laughs> like many of the teens did. And uh, one day I came across a really inspirational fashion brand uh, called uh, Kathleen Hamlet London. So maybe Joy, do you know that brand? <laughs> no? Yeah, um, that was a fashion brand uh, that was founded by the fashion female fashion designer Kathleen Hamlet in the UK. And actually, uh, she has been called uh, one of the mothers of ethical fashion, sustainable fashion. So at the time, I actually didn't know the word of ethical or sustainable fashion. But um, she was like using uh, her fashion brand as a media to promote social 
activism uh, promotes sustainability. So on 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 the brand's T-shirts, uh, they put some messages like, uh, for example, like no more fashion victims or stop climate change. I like that. So when I first met that brand, I was so inspired by what she was doing. And I thought, oh, it's really cool to like deliver those kind of information using fashion, uh, like in a really cool way uh, so that people can have an interest in those areas. So I thought in the future, I would like to do these kind of things uh, as my work. So that's the Were experience you I... Yeah. Were you studying in the UK? How did you come across that brand? Was it in Tokyo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, the Catherine Hamlet London is a very popular brand, so we can find many shops in Tokyo. So, yeah, at the time, I <laughs> I didn't go to the UK. Yeah. Wow, cool. I'm uh, showing your main Harch oh, thank you. website here. Can you tell, how did you choose the name Harch? What is yeah, Harch. Yeah, maybe it's hard uh, to pronounce, but hash is the word I created. It's kind of a mixed word of uh, human and arch. So H means the human's heart, heart and arch means like a arch-shaped bridge. So I wanted to create a company like a bridge between people and people and heart and heart. So that's why I named it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Uh, original word. I was thinking, yeah, original word. what language is that? But it's an original word. That makes yes. sense. And, and heart and arch. Yes. Now I can remember <laughs> it very easily. Thank you. Um, so when you started your own business, it was 2015 you started heart, right? Yeah, true. And then I really appreciate uh, seeing all the information about how you're running your business. And I think it's it might be a great example for other people who are starting up a business or thinking how they can run a business more sustainably. So mm -hmm. let's talk a little bit about, for example, the four-day week that you offer to your staff or paid volunteer time. There's so many things that you're doing as a CEO, which is very unusual in Japan. How did you come across these ideas and how has it been accepted um, by your staff? Yeah, thank you for the question. Actually, for us, the, oh, thank you for showing good pictures. <laughs> for us, companies, like the goal of uh, our organization is to make uh, everyone happy and achieve the well being of the everyone. So, of course, uh, everyone includes our employees, our member, our partners. So we try to deliver, you know, <clears throat> a good working environment as much as possible. So, like as you mentioned, uh, some kind of unique uh, welfare like system is, uh, yeah, one of uh, them that we try to do, like achieve those kind of environment, and uh, for like four day working uh, is one of the good examples because uh, now like more than like around 40% of uh, our member uh, has uh, their children, the child, kids. So, so we have to have more flexible 
like uh, working style uh, so that uh, the company can engage uh, them like really you know uh, the people like who have a very good talent so making our working style more inclusive and more flexible is definitely good for our member but also good for company as a strategy to keep a very good talent so yeah and also we are uh, operating a very unique uh, peer-to-peer bonus system so uh, in that system each member uh, can show their appreciation to uh, the colleagues and uh, the, so and the company are paying some kind of bonus uh, based on the point that each member uh, get uh, from the system. So not only you know paying good money, but also we are paying like uh, appreciation to each member. Yeah. How does that work? Uh, it doesn't become too competitive. I I read about that like people giving each other. Um, kind of positive feedback, but it's also connected to a, a bonus system. It's yeah. so interesting. Yeah, and that, thank you. And that four-day work week, uh, like you said, a lot of your your staff are parents. So mm. having that four-day work week where they're they're coming in, you also have flexible time, right? So they yeah, can yeah. come in uh, early and leave a little bit early, or come in a little bit later and stay a little bit later. These are strategies you don't often see in Japan. Uh, no, I'm true. sure your staff really appreciate that. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> um, I also love the commute by bicycle credit <laughs> and yeah. support, right? Yeah. Yeah, uh, we created the system. But actually, now most of our member is working from home. So... <laughs> Actually, not so many like member are using in our office now. So, but that's nice. That's nice that you have it though, because yeah. it it supports people the workers' health. Uh, yeah, usually, true. workers would feel less stress if they walk or cycle to work. Um, so, and but most typical companies in Japan, they wouldn't give them any commuting extra funds if they bicycle because there's no cost. Mm-hmm. But but you're helping promote it by supporting them coming by bicycle. I think that's great. Yeah, true. And also, it's uh, good for environment because it's, there's no emissions, CO2 emissions. Yeah. Yeah. So we Fantastic. are trying to to yes, <laughs> make more like make our business operation more sustainable. So that is one of the examples we are trying to do now. That's great. Yeah. And uh, for many people outside of Japan, they may not realize how difficult it is to get babysitters. And it's we don't have the babysitter infrastructure that I think America or a lot of countries have. Mm-hmm. And you're offering your parent staff, staff mm-hmm. who are parents, uh, ten up to 10,000 yen support per month to... Ah, uh, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, you're providing like that. <clears throat> That's such a nice a nice strategy as well to keep your staff happy. And yeah. I like I like what you said uh, earlier about uh, retaining good staff. Mm-hmm. And I think this is one of the long-term view ideas that a lot of business owners don't think about, but especially now in Japan, we have 
a dwindling workforce, right? Mm, we true. have a shrinking workforce. Um, so you want to keep your staff happy. And yeah. it's not only about high salary, it's about flexible work time or mm -hmm. support for parenting, right? The things mm -hmm. that they need. Yes, true, true. So the jitan, can you explain jitan? Because this is kind of a Japanese concept. Yeah, jitan is a system that allows uh, employees to work in a shorter time. Like uh, usually people work like eight hours in a day, but in jitan system, uh, uh, our member can work only like five hours or six hours in a day so that they can use their time to care like their children, for example. So it's 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 one of the like <clears throat> yeah ways to make our working environment more flexible. And now like forty percent of our employees are using this Gitan working uh, as a permanent worker. So it's also working well, I think. That's great. That's yeah. great to hear. Um, have you ever heard of? There's an old American movie called Nine to Five. Have you ever heard of that with Dolly Parton? It's I'm really, sorry. it's no, yeah. before it's before your time. But um, one of the things from that movie, when the women took over the business, mm -hmm. which was so rare at that time, one of the first things they did is offer flexible work time. Oh. So I think this is something that's been needed in America and definitely needed in Japan mm -hmm. for a long time, right? Mm -hmm. True. Yeah. It's really hard to be a parent and working full time. So it's great to see that you're doing that. Yeah. Were there any other initiatives? A bicycle commute? Oh, the influenza vaccine support. I thought that was really <laughs> interesting. Yes, I think uh, this system was created from the request from our member. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So like, like health. Like, uh, Team members' health is definitely important uh, for company for us. So, yeah, keeping employee healthy is uh, is one of the responsibilities we have to have. So, yeah, yeah. And, and not only a subsidy for the staff, but mm -hmm. if they want to use the subsidy also to get their children vaccinated. Yeah, and I yeah, thought yeah. this was interesting and an extension of supporting the family. Mm -hmm. Yeah, true. Um, you said most people are working from home now, but I, I like this idea of the monthly staff lunch. Are you oh, doing a yes. monthly staff virtual lunch now? Sometimes we have virtual lunch time. Yeah, but uh, we hope to like do a real like in-person like real uh, lunch, monthly lunch <laughs> in the near future. Yeah, because virtual lunch is totally different from this kind of, uh, like, as you show the picture, you know, real lunch time. So it's really, like, important to have this kind of time, just, you know, having communication uh, in a relaxed environment and have, like, uh, interesting conversation, really. Um, now, I think, uh, as other companies did, we, of course, uh, moved our uh, operation from offline to online last year. And the quality of the communication has changed a little bit. 
And I think uh, online communication is a little bit too like uh, effect like uh, efficient, efficient uh, efficiency oriented communication. But we need more time to like have a conversation that is that has no like uh, specific purpose. <laughs> Just enjoy conversation. So yeah, more relaxed chat yeah, more, or. True get to know each other uh, you try to encourage your staff to be friendly and and relax together yes yes so now we have a weekly meeting and that is held online but uh as a meeting we just you know share uh like everything that happened in our private life or our company inside companies so we just share like uh, what happened to the weekend or uh, what's the plan for the next weekend like that so this kind of uh time is really important uh for our company yeah because now the number of employees is increasing uh for the last two years and actually i have some member uh which i haven't met in person <laughs> like one is uh one of the members i actually i haven't met in person we met only online wow <laughs> yeah so but uh, of course we need a connection and strong like a uh, good like a relationship with each other yeah uh, so yeah we try to improve the quality of our communication in our company that's amazing so your your business is basically sharing uh content like uh, interviews sharing product reviews place reviews business reviews um doing a lot of insight like tutorials and advice about different things all focused on sustainability in japan yeah um how did you start which one which focus did you mm. start on yeah at the beginning uh so a website uh, that we founded uh, the first was uh, minpaku.biz. Uh, now the name of the website has changed to LiveHub. And at the time, that website, oh, thank you <laughs> for sharing the website. That website was focused on like promoting a new way of uh, tourism. It's like a sharing platform, vacation rental services like Airbnb. Because at the time, um, this website was founded around four, five years ago. And at the time, um, I was so like inspired by the concept of uh, home sharing services like Airbnb. Because it's really a good way to connect people, but it's also good for the environment. So as you know, the number of uh, people who are traveling around the world has been increasing for the past like several years. So if we like try to build new hotels, new accommodations around the world, it's definitely bad for our environment, but we can exchange our homes, you know, and while you're keep keeping like, uh, well, uh, we can provide uh, enough rooms for the tourists uh, if we can like use this kind of sharing service. So I thought this concept was really good uh, 
of course, for our society, but also the environment. So I wanted to promote these kind of services on this website. Yeah. That's really cool. I mm. saw this interesting because you have a very strong support network on Twitter for LiveHub. And uh, you have this great article uh, only in Japanese. It's for the Japanese market. Um, ah. This this article about social apartments. And I ah. thought that was so important now during coronavirus, especially because mm. so many people are feeling isolated and True. separated from each other. So this is quite a unique, like shared apartment type space. And I thought yeah. that was really nice to see. Yeah, true. So isolation has been one of the serious challenges now. So yeah, that's a good example to address those issues. And like you mentioned, uh, finding the difference between a hotel and your home, and maybe mm. your home becomes a hotel, and mm. having that flexibility, which is yeah. also connected to your Minpaku website, I'm sure. Mm. There's a, a lot of your websites feed off of each other. Is mm. that right? Like you would yeah. share share each other's content, and you have different editors for each website. Is that right? Yeah, we have a different editorial editorial team in each website, but we can uh, share some of the articles uh, through the websites. Yeah, because uh, uh, we cover a lot of different topics, such as tourism. Uh, I mentioned on Impact uh, Hub, and also we are providing information in the area of like uh, finance, uh, education, or lifestyle, business, and so on. But uh, our common principle is to promote uh, sustainability. So I mean, sustainable tourism, sustainable finance, sustainable business lifestyle. So we can share some of the articles on our websites. Yeah, it makes sense because you have the underlying theme of sustainability, which can tie everything together. Yeah, and true. I think I think people can trust the information more if they're interested in sustainability. They know if they look at the Minpaku website, it's still going to have values of sustainability, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, so the Minpaku one, because it's similar to LiveHub a little bit, you related in some way. This is more for people who are the owners of the rented place. Is that right? Uh, yeah, actually, the Minpaku Bizu was the previous one of the Lib ah, okay. we, we just rebranded it. Ah, okay, <laughs> yeah, the okay. Website, I'm sorry, yes. No, so no, how did you right. How did you find this picture? I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I shouldn't have it. found it. Sorry. Uh, no so problem. The, new, the new one is LiveHub. Yeah, yeah, true. Okay, got I'm it. sorry, yeah. Uh, no, but Minpaku, just for people listening who are outside Japan, Minpaku means... Uh, like a rented accommodation, not a not usually a hotel, right? Yeah, it's like a vacation rental, home sharing. Yeah. yeah. All right. Now, circular economy is mm. one of your main themes. Yes. You do circular economy seminars regularly. Yes. Um, I'm so pleased that this is the first English interview because you have done so many interviews in Japanese. <laughs> And yes. most of them are focused on circular economy, right? Yes, true. So why is this such a buzzword in Japan? Why is it so important to talk about right now? Yeah, I think um, the reason is the same in other countries. We have we have to have a like new economic societal system like that is circular. 
and compared to the previous like uh, economic system that is a linear economy uh, the circular economy uh, try to design out waste and pollution and like uh, I mean by definition from the Ellen MacArthur Foundation uh, which is the one of the uh, leading organizations in this area. Uh, circular economy is the concept like to design out waste and pollution and uh, keep products and materials uh, as long as possible and circulate them at their highest value and regenerate nature. And uh, we, Japan, need this kind of system because uh, now Japan is like a very high like consuming society and mass production, mass uh, consumption and mass waste. And of course it is not sustainable. So we have to catch up these global trends uh, as a whole country uh, and also as a city level or regional level as well. And just for the past two or three years, uh, the situation around circular economy in Japan has totally changed. Like three years ago, uh, actually, uh, not so many people actually don't know the concept of the circular economy. So people actually didn't like uh, distinguish the concept like between the circular economy and the three R, like reuse, reduce, recycling. But now, uh, companies, especially big companies, started embracing this concept to change their business operation and make uh, their business more sustainable and circular because they can see many new opportunities uh, in this market. You know, so I, I think it's really exciting to see what is going on uh, in Japan uh, when it comes to the circular economy. So we are really into this space now. <laughs> Yeah, that's so exciting. Yeah. I was talking uh, about Loop and ah. uh, TerraCycle. Yeah, and Loop. they're they're one of the first companies in really to launch big time in Japan with Eon Mall's uh, shopping center chain. Yeah, and to really try to create a new infrastructure for reusable packaging. True. And so it's so exciting to think that Japan could be changing from this overconsumption of single-use plastic, right? Yeah, true. And this idea that recycling is fixing everything, whereas that recycling is not enough. We know recycling is broken. We need to find ways to be more circular, right? Yeah, true. Fantastic. And it looks like you have found so many great examples in Yokohama. So you actually have circular Yokohama hub. Tell me about that. Yeah, Sakura Yokohama is a local uh, circular city initi initiative. Uh, we started in 2020, and now we are uh, closely working with uh, local companies and local nonprofits, and also uh, the city of Yokohama. And actually, I was grown up in Yokohama city, so I really love the city. So that's why I started out this kind of initiative in Yokohama city. And now, um, the first of all, um, we started to map the projects, Sakurai Komi projects in the city to showcase uh, the good examples of the Sakurai Komi uh, in a local level. And then uh, we 
tried to connect people, connect projects. So actually, uh, the last January, um, we started a really unique uh, educational program called Circular Economy Plus School in Yokohama, which I think is, uh, as far as I know, uh, the first of its kind of uh, like pro program uh, in Japan. It's uh, run by local people, uh, for local people, uh, with a focus on the circular economy. And uh, we had like 12 online sessions and 10 times of workshop, uh, workshops uh, in Yokohama city. And we, was, uh, we successfully had uh, around 200 like uh, participants in our program. And uh, we visited, for example, farmers uh, who try to make a more sustainable like practice in their farms. Or well, we visited uh, vacant houses, uh, which is now you know becoming the problem in the area of uh, in some areas in Yokohama City. And we we did kind of a DIY uh, program in that vacant house. And also we uh, did a cleanup uh, program in our city and uh, created some stuff from the plastics uh, we, we got uh, from our cleanup program. So both like learning about circular economy and experiencing circular economy. And by doing those kind of uh, things, we uh, created kind of a community uh, where people can learn and connect and uh, take some actions to promote a circular like economy in the city. And now we are still in the process of building this network community, but we are really like uh, dedicated to building this kind of community in Yokohama. Yeah, it's so exciting to see so many great examples um, coming out of Yokohama. It really has a lot there, right? Uh, Yokohama yes. has a lot of industry. A lot of uh, car makers seem to be set up there. There's a big old port area. A lot of um, like the red brick buildings have been refurbished, uh, yeah, right? And yes. so they're reusing all these heritage buildings. Yes. You have a big Chinatown area. Um, yes. You have walks in nature and parks. Mm -hmm. You see, and then you have the sea right there. So you have cruise ships could come up, uh, ships, sailboats. You're right there on the sea. So there's really a lot that you could do with Yokohama. It's like a yeah. mini Tokyo, right? Yeah, true. And it's not mini. <laughs> it's not mini, yeah. Not mini. Yeah. Like so you grew up there. Interesting. Yeah. 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 Yokohama has a population of uh, like around 3 million, uh, 3.7 million. So it's a really big city. So, so, but I think uh, there are many like different areas, uh, like ocean areas and like more like rural areas uh, where we can see many farms. So this kind of diversity uh, is a very important driver to promote our circular economy because in case of Yokohama city, there are many consumers uh, 
in the area of Oceanside, but there are also many farmers uh, in, in the left area. So which means we can easily create kind of a local uh, production and local consumption style uh, when it comes to food. So this could be a strength to promote a circular economy in Yokama City. So I really love to do this kind of thing. Mm. Yeah, it looks like there's so many interesting projects going yes. on there. Yeah. A lot of innovation, but also not just business innovation, but also social support. So, True. for example, at the food bank or you have, you know, like bento making in not plastic boxes. Ah, yes, 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 yes. Like a, a real diversity of, of projects you've got on this on the website. True. And uh, it's one of the few websites because, of course, your main target is the Japanese audience. So it's one of the few websites in English. Yes. <laughs> We have only two websites in <laughs> English. published so, in English, yes. But why? I mean, it's bilingual. You have a Japanese site as well. But mm. why bilingual for Yokohama? Is that because of the international residents or because of the interest from international businesses to Yokohama? Yeah, actually, I'm not sure how much interest uh, like people outside Yokohama or outside Japan have an interest in activity in Yokohama City. But at least uh, for us, we try to reach a global audience and spread uh, what is going, but that spread like ideas from Yokohama to a global <laughs> community. And hopefully, we can uh, build a connection with other cities. Uh, which are trying to promote a circular city uh, like us. And this kind of global relationship uh, would be very helpful to promote a circular economy in our city. So, yeah, that's our intention. <laughs> so far, now, <laughs> uh, now there, there are very few like <laughs> contacts from the, you know, the English websites, but now, yeah, we're trying to it'll, reach. It'll come. It'll yeah. come. Yes, <laughs> Everything's, everything will come back uh, yeah. once we get, you know, past the coronavirus a little bit. Now, um, one of the reasons Yokohama was in the news a lot in the last five years is they were thinking of creating a huge casino project there, ah. which they have they have now abandoned. Um, but I do see that you have the cruise ship. So it's a big cruise ship port. And I saw in your tweet, you're also talking about solar panels in china and mm. how a lot of solar panels are made using coal mm. and this is something that i i often you have to address these issues right True. try not to be too negative or mm. overly political but mm. it's really important to have a voice on these issues as well right yeah true yeah no, the problems behind <clears throat> like solar panels are really difficult. And but uh, we can say the same thing to everything when it comes to sustainability. I think there is no single correct answer uh, in the field of sustainability. So, so we have to be very careful uh, when we like promote or we when we deliver some messages about products or service or brands, you know, uh, 
we can see always like both positive and negative sides <laughs> in terms of sustainability. So, yeah. But I, I think what, what you're doing and what I think we should all aim for is mm -hmm. trying to be honest about it, right? Yes, yes. Like, I, I love this tweet that you're talking about ah, it and you're you. like, sustainability is hard. Yeah. You know, sustainability is difficult because it's yes. connected to so many issues, right? True. But but this article is saying if you make solar panels with coal, it takes a few years to pay off. And mm. I have solar panels more than 15 years on my roof, which still mm. working. I have mm. solar panels on my house in Hawaii still working after 30 years. So we know that over time it can pay off. So yeah. I think like for me, my goal is not to give up, right? Like making small changes, looking at the long-term view, this is what we have to do in sustainability. Don't say the problem's too big and give up, right? Yeah, true, true, definitely. I love that that comment. Sustainability is hard. <laughs> yeah. That's so true. Yeah. <laughs> now, you, son, you are amazing at English, doing this great interview in English. Amazing. Um, you. you. One of your websites is also about English and learning English, the English Hub. Yeah. Yeah. English Hub is... Uh, yeah, one of uh, my favorite websites we have. Of course, we love uh, all the websites, <laughs> but um, for most Japanese, uh, English has been a really big challenge uh, if they try to expand the possibility of their career or maybe like private life. Um, and in my case, uh, of course, I had some difficulties uh, with like speaking uh, reading, listening, writing English, and but uh, when we look at the situation, uh, the environment, like uh, the English learning environment in Japan, uh, we have already many options, many methods to learn master English. But the problem is, so the problem is uh, not uh, you know having an access to this kind of methods, but uh, too many options. And there, uh, it's really hard to find the best methods, best learning ways uh, for each individual uh, to master English. So what we tried to try, try to do was to like uh, collect uh, all the good methods and <clears throat> like uh, make it easy to compare uh, each method uh, so that uh, our users, our audience, can easily understand. Uh, which way, which method is better for them. And uh, in terms of sustainability, learning English is also important because if we can speak or communicate uh, in English, uh, like <clears throat> we can, uh, for example, go abroad uh, with more confidence and uh, maybe we can make uh, friends uh, in other countries. And the more we have uh, friends, uh, the more we like can you know get interested in the issues around the world. So the people, uh, I think, the people who uh, can communicate in English 
uh, tend to have an interest in sustainability because they can imagine uh, and they have friends in other countries so they can think like a global scale so learning english mastering english and opening the door to the world is really an important thing uh in terms of sustainability i think hmm. well it's so important to link japan i think especially for sustainability topics to link japan to the world because yeah. our our problems with sustainability are borderless yeah totally. right like what what plastic problems we're creating in Japan affects everybody. Mm. What, you know, what fossil fuel use we're doing in Japan affects everybody. True. So it's it's really a world issue and it's so important that we are able to communicate uh, across borders, right? And English yeah. is the common language. Yeah, true. And uh, in the world of sustainability, there are many good examples outside Japan. So if we cannot read English, we cannot uh, get an access to those kind of information. And then, <laughs> so we will lose chances to, you know, get good examples for, yeah. So in many, in many like senses, I think learning English is really important for Japanese. Mm. Yeah, I think so too. Now on your Twitter again, you were talking about <laughs> Uh, is maybe your business is not as circular as you think. And I think you're talking uh, about finances. Mm -hmm. And you, one of your websites is Hedge Guide. Hedge Guide, so, yes. So talking about uh, finances and sustainability. Can you tell yeah. us about that a little bit? Yeah, thank you. Finances, of course, uh, one of the most important parts uh, in promoting sustainability. Because uh, you know, doing sustainability needs like a lot of investment, a lot of money, and uh, Hedgeguide is a website for like individual investors uh, who uh, wants to start an investment. So actually, that website covers a lot of different uh, ways of investment, uh, from uh, investing in stocks or investing in cryptocurrency. But uh, we, we also promote uh, ESG, ESG investment, uh, which is uh, becoming popular now in Japan. And <clears throat> you know, I think so investing our money on some like financial products means like uh, voting. Uh, it's like a voting uh, for the future we want to have. So if we put the money on the companies who are trying to uh, change their business operation uh, to a more sustainable ones, uh, you can support their uh, activities. But um, on the other hand, if you put your money on the, for example, banks uh, for supporting like fossil fuels operations, maybe the future will change. So actually um, in Japan, like uh, investment culture is not so strong compared to the UK, uh, like the US for example, but even just putting your money on your bank account uh, is uh, one of the decisions. So you have already decided uh, how to like invest in your money, uh, how to manage your money. So we try to promote uh, uh, not only sustainability, but also uh, the precise knowledge about finance and investment because uh, people already 
uh, have many options to change the future. So that's why we are doing, uh, we are running this website. Yeah, very yeah. good. Uh, it's it's part of consumer activism, right? Yeah, uh, making making choices with how you use your money, which can affect how companies and even the government operates. True, and true. I I talked with 350.org, one of their uh, ah. staff joined the the show last year. Yeah, and she was saying in Japan, it's there's not that much understanding that. Even if you just change your bank, that that can have a big effect, right? Yeah. So where you're you're putting your your money, you're saving your money, they're using your money. So if you move to another company, which is a little bit more ethical, that makes a difference, right? Yeah, true. So we have many things to do as an investor. Mm. Yeah. How yeah. we shop, but also how we how we save or how we invest our money is also yes. really important. True. Yeah, awesome. Uh, let's talk about life hugger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Life hugger is a website to promote a sustainable lifestyle in Japan. So, in that website, we introduce a lot of uh, like uh, tips, methods to make our daily lives more sustainable. And uh, this is a website run. Uh, you invited maybe last time in your channel. <laughs> it's working for, and she's making. She has been a very, you know, famous influencer uh, to promote zero waste lifestyle in Japan. Yeah. So yeah. Ran so, Ran Nomura. She's yeah, doing Nomura. a great job. Yes. She's an Instagram hero, and True. now now she's taking on your life hugger on Instagram, and it, it looks great. So there's tutorials, there's product reviews, a lot of great images, uh, great insights and inspiration. I love it. Yeah, true. So instead of like life hacking, we have to hack our life. So that's the origin of our, the name of the site, website. Yeah, no, I like yeah. it. I, we have tree hugger in America, but I, ah, I like yes. your, I like your life hugger too. That's yes. a nice idea. Yeah, actually, yeah, our name was inspired by tree hugger. That was nice. an amazing website. Yeah. yeah, so it was one of the first websites I saw really focused on sustainability issues years yes. ago. True. Now, another uh, topic very close to my heart, craft beer. <laughs> yeah, craft beer. Yeah. So why why choose craft beer as a, a thread with sustainability? Yes, actually, uh, when it comes to this website, uh, we have a partner uh, who co-founded, like co-built uh, this website. And he is working as an importer of craft beers yeah, from many countries in Japan. And um, he had a very strong passion to promote uh, like craft beer culture in Japan. Because the craft beer have have a power, the possibility to connect people, and uh, uh, of course, um, almost all of the like uh, craft beer breweries has a very like good passion on promote like local production, local consumption, which is really a sustainable way of uh, like 
sustainable culture. So like uh, spreading a culture of uh, enjoying craft beer is uh, indirectly or directly related to uh, promoting sustainability, I think. So that's why we decided to launch this website with our well, partner. <laughs> I love it. And I'm, yeah. I'm so happy to see my mm. favorite craft brewer <laughs> in Japan, Kamikatsu Rise and Win. I was just uh. there. And oh, they really? are doing yeah. such an amazing work to filter out the wastewater mm. and to filter out the waste and reuse it on farms and gardens. I also talked to uh, Ken Mukai, who's doing great work in Kochi mm. with Mukai Craft Beer. Mm. And he's also creating this amazing filtration system to take the any you know waste out of wastewater before it goes back to the river. Mm -hmm. So I think overall, you know, it is a trend that you see more sustainable practices at work yeah. with craft breweries. And this is kind of recent in Japan, right? Is it yeah. last 10 years or something? I think so. Yeah. We didn't have craft beer ages yes. ago. This is yeah. fairly new. Yeah. It's very new emerging trend, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So it's there's so many great uh, sustainable initiatives to to introduce and to promote and enjoy craft beer. Do you like craft beer as well? Actually, I, I don't drink alcohol. No? Okay. Yeah, but I'd love yeah. to do. Yeah, yeah. So I we'll can enjoy have a little to, bit of beer. If you're in Tokyo, you should go to Sakamichi Brewers. We we had a nice chat with Sakamichi Brewers ah, as well. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And the Kamikatsu Craft, uh, the tap room is near Tokyo Tower. If yeah. you're in Tokyo, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I, okay, now let's talk about Zenberg. Be Zenbird. Yeah. Zenbird is a magazine uh, in English. Finally. <laughs> so yeah, I'd love you to read articles on Zenbird, and there is a magazine to focus on sustainable projects, individuals, organizations in Japan. And we try to like uh, spread good ideas from Japan to the world. Because uh, as you know, uh, we Japan has a very unique like sustainable traditions, cultures. So we believe that uh, we can we can find some good like examples uh, to uh, create more sustainable world from the Japanese way of thinking, Japanese culture. So that's why we started at Zenbird. And actually, we have a very amazing, good uh, editor-in-chief. Uh, his name is Roger, and he is from Singapore. So he has both like global and local perspective. So this kind of balance is really important if we try to promote uh, sustainability uh, of Japan to outside, you know, foreign countries. So yeah, I I love really I really love this website. <laughs> There's so many great ideas, yes, and uh, in it's not just about uh, articles or products; it's about news and uh, diversity and inclusion. So you talk a lot about social issues as well as environmental issues. 
Um, it's really interesting. And so you have a Japanese and English side of Zenbird, right? Yeah, we have only English website. Only English. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Yeah, I always for how when did you start Zenbird? We started this website like three or three years ago, I think. Yeah, but it's so it's uh, still a new uh, website, and I think you know this web. The goal of this website is quite similar to like the goal of what you are doing in this channel. So I hope it's great if we could have some kind of collaboration between oh, yeah, your channel oh, and Denver. I like yeah. that idea. Yeah. Yeah, because I've I've been so inspired by seeing your articles mm. and getting ideas from all your great writers. Yeah. Um, and I would love to collaborate. Yay. You yes. heard it here, folks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So we have just about eight more minutes. Is there anything we haven't talked about that you want to talk about that you're doing? Yeah, anything, I'd like to. You're passionate about right now. I I'd like to introduce the uh, website called Iris for Good. Yeah, uh, so that is uh, one of our most iconic um, media brands in our company, and Iris for Good is. A website to showcase a lot of unique and creative uh, solutions around the world to address uh, global challenges like uh, climate crisis or plastic pollution or uh, gender inequalities like that. And uh, yeah, I oh, thank you <laughs> for showing the website. Yeah, actually, um, I talked up about my story of uh, Kathleen Hamlet London. And this website is very much inspired by the, that brand. So, you know, the logo and the design of the website is quite similar to that of uh, Kathleen Hamlet London because I was so much inspired and I respect that brand. And uh, the unique feature of this website is that we focus on uh, not only issues, but also solutions so that we can uh, give our audience a positive perspective on the problems. Like, so this is we uh, call constructive journalism. So instead of focusing on uh, problems, issues, we focus on solutions and we facilitate a discussion to like, <clears throat> like to solve the problem. So this is kind of a unique way of uh, journalism. And uh, this magazine uh, won the Journalism X Award in 2020, last year, for its unique uh, style of uh, like <clears throat> journalism. So now... That's awesome. Yeah. I, I love this approach, right? Coming yeah. from many different angles. Yes. Uh, talking about sustainability through art through culture, through architecture. It's True. so relevant and it's it brings in such a wide audience because people who are just interested in fashion might learn about sustainability, right? Yes, yeah, you're right, yeah. That's really what we want to do, yeah, true. So even as an artist, even as a designer, even as a programmer, uh, everyone can do something. Everyone can contribute to like solving social issues. So if we focus only on issues, we can reach uh, people who have already like have interest in some issues. But if we focus on solutions, we can reach many more people. 
who are not so interested in sustainability, but they will find, oh, maybe I can do something for that. So that's the way uh, we want to do. That's wonderful. And it's yeah. great to see that you're, you're harvesting so many great ideas from other countries. That yeah. it's, it's, it's wonderful to focus on Japan, but there are also so many amazing ideas happening all over the world. Yeah. which can inspire people in Japan, right? Because yeah. we always need good examples and good ideas. Yeah. So not only about Japan, but also from other countries as well, but in Japanese. True, true. This is kind of a yeah, idea pot <laughs> for Japanese like sustainable practitioners. Yeah, It's great. Do you have any favorite stories recently that you've come across that you felt really excited about yeah like i read the article about uh like uh, the case in belgium in brussels so the doctors in brussels uh prescribed uh the ticket to the museum instead of uh prescribing medicines uh for the people who have a sense of isolation in the COVID-19 crisis. So that's, that is a really unique way of like <laughs> treating people. So as a doctor, usually doctor prescribe medicines, but they like <laughs> allow people to go to museum for free. So that's a very good example. That's great. That's, I like yeah. that idea. Yeah. And I, I think like, like you have your staff lunches, right? Uh, yeah. trying trying to find ways where people can communicate as human beings instead mm. of just workers or you know just colleagues or just neighbors yes. but communicate on a deeper level yeah wonderful well we have three more minutes we did it did we talk about everything <laughs> yeah i think so yeah but um, if I add one thing, um, yes. now we are trying to make our business operation more sustainable. So now uh, we have been like delivering a lot of information insights about sustainability, but now we try to change our business operations uh, ourselves. So just um, now we uh, achieved uh, like, uh like uh carbon neutral like media operation so now we are offsetting like all the carbon emissions uh from our business operation so that our audience can uh have no like guilty feelings when we uh, when they access uh, to our websites so i think like, that's <laughs> so important and that's yeah. something we don't often think about is the carbon footprint of us being online all the time true, because true. of course there is a footprint but it's it's not obvious right yes true yeah so now we are trying to do that <laughs> wow great fantastic well thank you so much you it was yeah, wonderful so talking much. with you and i am yeah. such a big fan of everything that you're doing I know it must be so tiring and overwhelming doing so much, but you're doing such a great job. Please keep up the great work. Yeah, thank you so much for your comment. <laughs> yeah. 
And thank you everybody for joining today. We had some people asking about Hiroshima and Hiroshima is everything's fine right now. Thank you for asking. Thanks for joining Sophie and Rick. It's great to see you guys here. Uh, one news I haven't ex uh, introduced yet is I broke my wrist. So some of you might have seen it on social media, but I got some good news today and everything's fine, but you might notice this cast for the next month and uh, everything's healing fine. So thank you so much for your all your wonderful comments and uh, support while I was talking about my wrist problems. So you guys are a great community and we need that, right? You, we need people online who are supporting us yes. in different ways because yeah. especially now during coronavirus, we're all struggling a little bit. Yeah, true. So you have an amazing community. It's so great to see that. Yeah. Oh, well, now you're a part of it. It's wonderful. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining you, San. Yeah, thank you so much for inviting me. It was really fun. And it was, yeah, thank you so much. Well, we'll have to do it another time because yeah. I think there's always so much information to talk about, but yeah. I hope this time we were able to give an introduction of all your channels, all you're doing. Yeah, it was a great opportunity for us. Thank you so much. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody. Have a Thank great you. night. Have a great Bye. night. Thank you. Bye.